Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome to Girl on Fire podcast on the Believe Network, New York's number one podcast network for personal growth. This is your host, Kirsten Franklin, and on this week's show... Guys, our next guest today is a founder, coach, mentor, speaker, and author who has built a business on helping women business owners to create the financial security that they need. Her company, Bold Heart, has been repeatedly recognized by Inc. Magazine as one of America's fastest-growing private companies for three consecutive years. She's been featured in you know periodicals such as Forbes, Entrepreneur, Inc., Fast Company, Amex Forum, New York Times, and so many more. Um, so you, she's Googleable, people. She's Googleable. Just find her. All right. And today she is with us to teach us how to, you know, identify and fight the self-doubt that so many of us have when we step into these roles. Really, you know, as she likes to say, become infinitely more confident so that we can get out of our comfort zone and create a magnificent life. Everybody welcome today, Fabian Fredrickson. Thanks, Kirsten. So happy to be here. Absolutely. Super psyched to have you here. Uh, Let me just tell the audience, guys, you know, I actually, you know, I've been in this business for quite some time and all I do is spend my time leveling up. And I actually went to one of her events here in Manhattan uh, several years ago. She is fantastic. So if nothing else, if you're not driving, grab your pen and your paper because we are going to have a great episode. So, Fabian, first of all, you own this store, this company, Boldheart. Obviously, it's a parent company. It has a lot of other things going on in it. But tell me a little bit about the story behind it. Story behind it is uh, I'm I'm rather unemployable. <laughs> yes, like the rest of us. Yes. <laughs> Even when I was in corporate, I just I felt it. Nothing felt right about reporting to somebody else. Uh, having somebody breathe down my neck about sales quotas and this. I wanted freedom, but I also knew that I wanted to have meaning and fulfillment in my life. And I, I just wasn't getting it working for a big corporation. I was selling ad space. I was buying ad space. It just felt like there was no purpose to my life. And I got the opportunity to, to leave corporate and start my own business. And even though I came from an advertising, marketing and sales career, I felt flat on my face. I thought people, the clients would just come, you know, just they would. And I lived in Midtown Manhattan at the time. Uh, I, I just couldn't pay my bills. I was floating everything, life, work, everything on credit cards. And I had a dark night of the soul, many actually, mm-hmm. and, uh, and decided like, you know, is this going to be for me? And I, I did, because I'm unemployable, I decided that I am going to be committed and I needed to figure out how to, to make my own money and lots of it. And, and I ended up creating the client attraction system, all that jazz. But after a while, it, it, it became clear that I just kept uh, bumping up against getting in my own way at each new level. And this is one of the things that I talk about uh, in, in an upcoming book about how to get to seven figures and gain your life back is there's a chapter called New Level, New Devil. And mm-hmm. it's this incredible self-doubt. This, is this for me? Do I have what it takes? It's for others. I'm a fraud. I, I, I can't make this happen. 
And what I've noticed is the mindset. We have a bold heart. We have a mindset first methodology. We will not teach you how to get to 10K a month until we deal with your mindset, your beliefs, your resistance, your self-image. We deal with that first and then we teach you how to do a webinar series and then we teach you how to do a funnel and then we teach you how to write your book in 90 days and all that jazz. Same thing with getting to multiple six figures, seven figures, mindset first. Mm -hmm. So we overcome the resistance and, and the rules and the belief systems, all that. And I think not enough people in business are talking about the internal dialogue and the self-image yeah. and and how we see ourselves as it relates to growing our business and making good money and leaving an impact on the planet. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to, I want everyone to hear that mindset first. Anybody you work with, if they are really good at what they do, that is the rule across the board. Okay. I do it. She does it. Everybody who I have had coach me has done that. And I love what you said about new level, new devil. I'm totally, I'll, I'm hijacking it, but I'm going to give you credit for it Thank because, you. That, because that's what I always say. It's like every time you guys reshape your mindset, all you're doing is building a new ceiling. That's okay. Because where you were and where you're going to get to is one level. And then as she said, once you're there, you get a little comfortable, you get a little, you know, uh, you're going to start becoming the 80% again. If you want to go back to being that 20 or that 1%, you have to break through whatever mindset you develop to get yourself to that next level, to develop the new one, to develop the new one. So for yep. me, and you tell me if you feel the same way, it's really about building the process and understanding the process of how to identify and break through. Because once you have that process, you're golden. I mean, you always, we always need each other, but <laughs> you're golden. Yeah. Most people think that that business uh, growth happens this way, but it yeah. does not. And for those listening, like in a straight shot up, okay. it goes in terms of plateaus. Like you go up a little, you plateau, you go up a little, you plateau. Mm -hmm. And the thing that makes you move up from one plateau to another is a deep focus on inner work. Like I've been at multiple seven figures a year for 13 years now. And I'm working on uh, eight figures now and it, the money doesn't matter. It's not about that. It's about for me, the impact, right? But the, 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 the money is a, as a, is a gauge is a measurement of the how many thousands of people you're impacting. And honestly, Kirsten, uh, yes, I'm, I'm working on the, the, the books and the, all of the things on the outside, but the majority of the work that I've been doing over the last six months to a year is all internal. Yeah. It's energetic, it's spiritual, it's faith, it's beliefs, it's all that jazz because otherwise I'll stay on the same plateau. Yep. Absolutely. Love it, love it. So let me ask you this. You've worked with thousands of people at this point and I want to know when it comes to women who are founders, who are small business owners, what do you find is typically the biggest self-doubt issues like self-doubt is a nice big umbrella and we all label it things right like imposter syndrome fear of success failure whatever what do you find are some of the top things that they they tend to face at the beginning uh at the well first of all i'm going to speak to something that uh, is kind of controversial and and most people won't talk about it so is it okay that i bring Absolutely. it up Absolutely. okay bring it. so <laughs> let's start with the fact that humanity has is Especially in, well, I'm just going to say humanity has an issue, an insidious issue with a deep feeling of inadequacy. Yes. Not so I am not enough. I don't know enough. I'm not good enough. 
etc. So the not enough piece or, or this is not within my reach or it's for them, not me, is insidious. But then when you dig deeper and you're talking to the population of women, it is so much deeper. And I, this is the part that's controversial. We as women have been, and I love the masculine. I love men. <laughs> I have a wonderful husband. I'm raising three kids and two gentlemen. And I'm, uh, I am not male bashing here. I'm talking about the masculine energy has been rewarded for 5,000 years or more. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, which means that the feminine energy and all things feminine have not been rewarded. So doing, doing, doing is rewarded and, uh, being aggressive or competitive or, uh, being, doing things solo is rewarded. Being right. busy is rewarded, but the feminine energy is one that is more circular rather than linear. It is collaborative rather than competitive. And we women, most of us have come into this entrepreneurship, if you will, with a feeling that we're not only humanly inadequate, but we're, I'm making up a word, femalely, like <laughs> femininely inadequate to begin yeah. with. So this self-doubt, Kirsten, goes even deeper on a subconscious self-image level. So women don't take up enough space. They don't speak up as a general rule. And listen, I've had yeah. thousands and thousands of women come up to the mic when I do these large, you know, conferences all over the world. And every time they, they, they crouch, even successful women, they crouch, they apologize for speaking and all of that. So what I see getting in the way for women creating really big impact and making really good money is again, this, this, one of the things that I work with is this deep sense of self-worth. Yeah. And I, it's when, whenever I'm talking to one of our members, I'm always saying, do you realize that this is an issue of self-worth? This is an issue of self-worth. This isn't, it's always, whether you're not charging enough, whether you don't feel adequate enough to step up on that stage, to reach out to that JV partner, to believe that people are going to come to your event, blah, blah, blah. It's always an issue of self-worth. So number one, we've got to work on our feeling of self-worth. And number two, the thing that women need is, is the opposite of isolation. Yeah. We need to be in community. Okay. And there is also this thing about women competing with each other, but that is a construct of the male way of doing business, yeah. right? This competitive, yeah. having women compete against each other. So one of the things we do at Boldheart is uh, very well is that we create communities. I'm sure you do this too. We create communities where women collaborate. They get to talk through their ideas. They get to have deep conversations to, you know, basically say, this is what's going really well for me. And this is what sucks in my life right now because we women cannot compartmentalize. And if we're having a teenager that is really hurting, our business is not going to thrive until we fix that teenager situation and, and vice versa. If we're spending too much time on the business and et cetera. So, a lot, that's a long way of saying isolation kills our businesses as women. 
We must find other women to be able, other successful women on the path to entrepreneurship to be able to thrive. And that collaboration, that love, that endorphin, that, that, uh, what, what oxytocin that comes from love. Yes, I dare say love in business helps us propel our businesses and move past the self-doubt because isolation breeds self-doubt. Move past the fraud factor when somebody can look at you and say, you know what you're saying right now about the fact that you can't do it? I call BS on that. You can do it. Here we are. We are rooting for you. Go get him, Tiger. And then she does. And, you know, just because she's been supported and encouraged. Yeah, absolutely. Love, love, love it. I love the fact that you just also referenced the holistic life, right? You can't, you know, you can't separate my kids, my husband, my relationships and business. And I, I think that's one of the biggest aha moments I love when I'm working with small business owners, especially when they have that aha moment, like, oh shit, I realize now that what I'm thinking about my wife, I'm now all of a sudden thinking about my employees and I'm coming at it in this mentality. And I just effed up this whole thing. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's really interesting. It's really interesting. It's fun to watch. And that's that circular way that the feminine thinks, right. Even Mm -hmm. men who have more of a creative feminine thing, they they can't compartmentalize and and we just need to be able to honor all of it. Yeah. Well, I tell you, I tell you, I love, you know, I don't know if it's the fact that the, you know, I just, I love the millennial generation. People like to bash, like, I remember when the millennials came out and, you know, the old institutions, like I come from a, a legal background to so the law firms were all like, oh, they don't, oh, oh, they just think they're going to, and I'm like, but why are they wrong? Why does it have to be this systematized thing? If they're good and they drive business and they know what they're doing, why can't they just elevate in the process and be, you know, promoted? Why does it have to be this eat what you kill? Why is it not collaborative? And I just found them to be really different. And I know like the older people, my generation included, would like to call them lazy. And I'm like, I think it's just seeing things differently than you're willing to see them and doing them differently. And, you know, humans are humans, not the entire, you know, but it was, you know, it was really interesting. And I, I really love what's coming up because I think now in COVID, I think a lot more people are going inward. Uh, forcibly so, but in, for a good reason. And I hope that that results in a big shift in this planet, you know, in the, in the consciousness of this planet. So, well, I'll say this, the consciousness has been shifting for quite some time. I've been in business for more than 20 years. And when I first started, it was like, you know, the way that you sold was to go for the jugular and like, eh, 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 buy now, buy now. If you don't get up on that stage and buy now, you're a loser. And I was just thinking like, do I have to be like that to sell? <laughs> and, and what I've seen is the pendulum shifting to love, compassion, yeah. kindness, generosity, collaboration. And here's all. If it hasn't already happened, this whole way, the old way of doing marketing and doing business is op- is going to be obsolete. In fact, I have to tell you, we uh, let go of somebody today. <laughs> this is not something I normally talk about on a podcast, but she sent, we did it with the love. We always send a gift from Tiffany's. And I know that sounds crazy when we let somebody go, but it's, it's a heart necklace to go with the bold heart. And, and the, the email that she sent back, it is just very telling of how we, and I'm sure you're doing business differently. It's just, I've loved working for Bold Heart, you know, and just like this gushing thing. And, and I realized like that 
Like if you can release somebody into the uh, back into the workforce with love, yes, we're doing things right. It's yes. not like okay, you're a piece of shit. We don't want you anymore. Right. Back off. It's more like hey, it, maybe it, it didn't, didn't work, work out. out. Right. Maybe you're supposed to be, you know, maybe you were clipping your wings here. Maybe you're supposed to do exactly. something really good elsewhere, you know? Exactly. And that, and that's that's the new way. It may not be everywhere just yet, but mark my words, this yeah. is where we're going. Absolutely. And I think, you know, it's really funny. Patrick, but David also talks about this, uh, about how to let people go in his in his book. But I think that for the bigger companies, I actually think that Google was the place that allowed them to start to behave in that way, right? Because Google was really the first huge company that was like, screw it. We can all be collaborative. We can all create ideas. We can all be good. And if it doesn't fit, it's cool. Like we're going to hire the best. And they, you know, I own a recruiting company as well. And so they have been attracting and attracting and attracting the best of the best. And it would be so funny because law firms would come to me like, well, why can't we do that? I'm like, well, because you don't act like the Google. You think that you're giving them the opportunity as opposed to them helping you build a new opportunity. You aren't, you couldn't care less about them. They're a fungible commodity. So no, you're not going to attract the best. You're only going to pay for it. That's it. That's all. That's the only thing you offer, right? It's really interesting. Super interesting. So let me ask you this. What are some ways, some actual like kind of techniques that we can use to really flip that script? If we've identified like, okay, yeah, you're right. Like maybe I don't love myself. Maybe I don't think I'm good enough. Maybe I don't think I'm worthy. What can we do about it now? There's many things that you can do. Okay. So, and some of these are going to sound silly. Okay. And I'm just telling you that we've been using them at Boldheart for dozens of years. In the beginning, and I did this myself, I would read my testimonials. I know how cheesy and arrogant and self-serving and like whatever, but like when you think that you don't have what it takes, pull out your testimonials and read them again and again, even if you've only got two, just (laughs) read them again and again. Or I, um, in fact, I don't know if you can see, there's a pink box behind me. Yes. Uh, if, if you're watching this on video, it's it's what I call my kind words folder. I've always had a kind words folder or box. And it's, you know, people send me a gift in the mail, a card, and they say, thank you for this. I just, I collect them. And if ever I'm down, and yes, you can be down, after, you know, even if you're at multiple seven, whatever, you can have a, a, a bad day. You open up the thing and you read them so that the the testimonials the kind words another thing that works very very powerfully is to keep um a list of accomplishments so i listen to i've for years i've listened to abraham abraham hicks i don't know if your listeners are familiar um but it's it's a spiritual law of attraction-y uh uh, i don't even know how to describe it but uh I've, uh, they talk about the vortex, how the vortex of energy is real. You can, when you're not feeling a, per, a high personal vibration, which can be measured scientifically in megahertz, uh, you're not going to be able to attract anything you want in your life. The, you are in control of your personal vibration. The higher it is, the more you attract what you want. And one of the ways to get and stay in the vortex is to acknowledge your accomplishments. So I have 
a, uh, a notebook, like a large notebook. And this could sound cheesy again, but I have, I make a list every single day yep. throughout the day of what I've accomplished during the day. It could be like, I sent that email. <laughs> I did that yes. podcast, like yes, really yes, small yes. things. Like I, you know, I closed a new client. I raised my rates. I got like, sometimes it's like I brushed my teeth. Right. <laughs> but the more that you acknowledge your accomplishments, because especially us high achievers, yeah. the minute we achieve, I had a, a client once. Go on. well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're on to the next thing. She wrote me an email and she said, Fabian, I finally got to seven figures because this is what we do. Uh, I got to seven figures and she goes, ha, ha, ha. Now I get, I, I guess that I need to think about uh, 10 million. And I wrote her back. I was like, uh, hey, like, can we just stay for like a little <laughs> bit in the fact that you're at a million in your business? Like, Stop moving on. And if we can just acknowledge all of the small things, because we will normally think at the end of the day, like, crap, I got nothing done. Yep. Well, in fact, you did. At the end of the week, at the end of the month, at the end of the quarter, at the end of the year, you got more done than most people will do in the last three years. And that makes you feel so much more confident. Yeah, I talk about that a lot because I am absolutely that person. The second it's done, it's gone. Yep. And I literally, I can't even write it down at the end of the day. I have to write it down in time because if I wait to the end of the day, I can't think of anything I did. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I have to literally look back at my planner and be like, okay, well, was that really an accomplishment? Like I'll judge it if I wait till the end of the day. Well, oh, I was supposed to make that call anyway. I was supposed to film that podcast. I was supposed to do that thing anyway. So that's not really, look, what else was good? Like, you know, that's how I am. So, yeah. so I literally have to write it down. And yes, it's massively helpful because- and I think uh, you're right. Like the high achievers, especially we are just so set on something. I don't know what it really is that all these little things don't add up for us, but they really do. If we pay attention to them, they really do. Yeah. Just at the it. end of the day, you can be like, okay, so even if I only logged in two things, it's more than I thought I did. Yeah. And I speak about a lot also is the incremental to the exponential, right? Say more about that. Yeah. Tell yeah. me. So, you know, I, actually David Meltzer, a friend of mine, taught me this uh, to put it in words differently. I was always about the small tweaks that if you let them ride long enough, you get this exponential result very quickly, right? But you have to take then, the time, right? right? You have to take yeah. the time to figure it out. And he said the other day, well, yeah, it's like one plus one equals two, two plus two equals four, four plus four equals eight. If you do that 20 times, you're at a million. So just find your one plus one. I was like, that's it. Like, that's it in words. Like, that's what I do with my people, right? So, that's so awesome. So when you're doing your planning and when you're doing all of that, it's really important because I can get bummed so fast that it didn't happen fast enough. It's not big enough. I want this. It's, it looks like this. I want this, you know? But if I look back in my journal, cause I do write everything down, I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. That's it. Like I have to remind myself every day, slow down to speed up. The incremental matters. You're only here to do this little incremental thing until you exactly know what it is. So you can blast it out of the park and like double down on it. You know. Can can I share two two things here Absolutely. as it relates to this? Okay, I want I, I I teach a lot in terms of the universal principles of success. One of the universal principles is the law of cause and effect. Yes, the law of cause and there's no effect without a cause. Okay, so we can understand that there's no coincidence in the in the universe. But what people trip up is they say, "But I did this and the thing didn't work." Like <laughs> I had to get acquainted call or the sales conversation, and I'm disappointed and frustrated that they didn't sign up. 
But what they don't understand is that the world, the universe actually works through energy. And where you cause something to happen doesn't actually come back to you from where you like from where you expected it. So that's right. the law of cause and effect. And the other law is the law of circulation, which is states that um, where you put energy out there, it doesn't necessarily come back to you from the source where you put it. So you can be putting out really good content on a particular webinar, but the people on the webinar may not become your clients, but somebody will have heard or just energetically right. speaking, it will come back to you tenfold from another source. So the key is don't look for the results like A to B. It could Without be like A to B right. to C to it. It's like this twirly thing. It will come back to you. So don't focus on the results. Focus on being consistent, showing up every day. Like just play the long game. Yes. Give, 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 serve, 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 and energetically it will come back to you. Yes, 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 yes. It's not like you're going to give five dollars to a homeless person and expect that that homeless person is all of a sudden going to come back at you. Exactly. Right. You're just sending your good out to the universe, and you know it's coming back some way or another. Yeah, but people in the moment forget that, and they're like, yep. "That didn't work. I'm never doing that again." <laughs> yeah, well, and that's why I'm always talking about like take those little steps, right? Because like as you're saying this, like because it's like. You have to let it run long enough. You know this. People get frustrated about marketing so fast. And whatever yeah. your system is, right? It's like, please make your system. It doesn't have to be right or wrong. It just has to be consistent so you know how to fix it. That's it. And it can't be consistent for a week because you don't know <laughs> enough to fix it, please. And I'll say some, some, some clients of ours, and they're like, they're like how, how, much, how much longer do I have to market? <laughs> for the rest of your career there this is like you are a marketer first and they never like it when I say that you are a marketer first and you get to do marketing and marketing is your number one job even before delivery to the clients because if you don't market today you won't have clients in six months yeah. so it's part of your job you cannot complain Get out there and serve and give, provide value, invite people to talk to you. And I, I, I have three kids and I, I, my newsletter goes out every Saturday. And uh, when, it, when it, like, if I've had a baby on a Friday, my newsletter will still go out on Saturday. I, there is no excuse ever. And that's how you build a business that continually grows. Right. And here's, here's something else about that is dig into the mindset there. There's obviously a mindset. If you are very anti-marketing, what is your definition of a marketer in sales? Because if you don't love what you do and you don't think everybody needs to have it, you're not going to sell it. It's not, I don't care what it is, a widget, a cup of coffee, coaching, anything else, right? If you're, if you're not, if you're not there and get the value of what you do, then then you're never going to sell it, right? Well, here's the thing. It's uh, the, the identity drives the behavior. So mm -hmm. mindset drives behavior. Subconscious drives behavior, not the conscious and the will. So in in our programs, we tell people the same thing. You are a marketer first. And they're like, no, I hate <laughs> marketers. And here's what I, I say to them is you decide what kind of marketer you want to be. And when I say, okay, let's take me as an example. What marketer, like what are the words that you associate with me as a marketer? And they're like, generous, authentic, vulnerable, 
kind, loving, compassionate, blah, 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 blah. then we make a whole list. And what do you think of most marketers? And they're like sleazy, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I said, well, you decide. Nobody decides for you. You decide what kind of marketer you want to be. So we pull out a worksheet and they're like, I want to be generous. I want to be loving. I want to be kind. And they make their list. And I'm like, that becomes your identity as a marketer. You get to choose. And if you got to be this kind of marketer, would you be more prolific? And they're like, hell yeah. Then this is who you are. You're never going to be sleazy and you're never going to go for the jugular and you're never going to, you know, steal and lie and come up with stuff that isn't true. You be this marketer. And that's how they soar. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Now you mentioned earlier, you made a little statement about getting out of your own way. In fact, in 2014, you quite literally wrote a book about it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Embrace your magnificence, get out of your own way and live a richer, fuller, more abundant life. Um, tell me a way in which, you know, if we can identify that we are the stumbling block and by the way, everybody, you are always your own stumbling block. So if you're not getting what you want, you're the reason why. True. Um, let's, let's, let's just cut to the chase. Call um, spade a spade. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> People know me. I'm like, no, <laughs> call me out. Um, tell me like one way that we can kind of, obviously we're talking about mindset, right? We, we, we've talked about mindset, which is probably the number one way you're going to get out of your own way. But, you know, so tell me a technique that maybe somebody could use if they say, shit, yeah. I've been doing that to myself. Like I realize that now. And I know it's kind of unique because everybody has a different thing that they end up doing to themselves. But is there anything that you can give our listeners that they could take away to, if they have noticed that, oh, yeah, I am the stumbling block, but what the hell do I do about it? What can they do about it? Yeah. So I'm just going to, as I mentioned earlier, I, I really deeply in every cell of my body, and I've worked with tens of thousands of, of clients and customers up to this point, and so much humanity has has shown itself in front of me that I what I've noticed is that everything comes down to self worth, self value, self honoring, self love, and people might not recognize that at first. But the, the actually the first chapter of Embrace Your Magnificence is the longest one, and it is the one called Value, Honor, and Love Yourself, and. This is the whole idea of we think we're different. Part of the bold heart kind of culture is that I thought when I grew up, I was heavily bullied. I never fit in. I'm the, I grew up in France, was moved at age 10 after a divorce to the U.S., didn't speak English, didn't fit in, didn't look the part, nothing. I was bullied for years, didn't have a friend for years. Like it really, you know, I, I, I created this persona of I'm unlovable, I will never be accepted, I will never be included, and I made some really interesting life choices uh, that got me into abusive relationships and stuff like that afterwards. And it's because I bought into the idea that I'm this black sheep, like I will never fit in. And, you know, Boldheart is a community. It's like a, a watering hole for unicorns, a watering hole for black sheep who now have become this family. But the whole idea is that it is a self-acceptance. If you can get to a place where you can accept yourself as is, warts and all, faults and all. If you can forgive the things that you said that are shameful, the things that you did that are shameful, the things that were said to you that are shameful, and the things that were uh, done to you that are shameful, that you wouldn't want anybody to know about. If you can accept those and you can find a way to appreciate you 
despite that, if you can value honor and love yourself, dare I, there's nothing you can't do. And, and here's how it applies in business in a very tactical way, pragmatic way. Part of growing your business is to radically increase your visibility. Okay. Mm. But especially for women, they don't want to do that because of the trolls, because of the like immediate, you know, what we call keyboard confidence, keyboard courage, like, right. And they don't want to put themselves in there because they're sensitive, especially like me. I'm a, I'm a very sensitive person. I'm powerful, but I'm also emotive, which is not always a great combination for people. But if you can be okay with you, and you put out good content and you put out, you know, you get yourself out there and you take chances that other people won't. When the trolls come out, when the, 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 the wrath, when the, when, when, you know, the vitriol comes out, you can listen to it. Yeah. It'll hurt. It'll, it'll, you'll cry as I do, as I have, but then you can put it into perspective and say, okay, so that's your opinion of me, but I'm, it's like if somebody, you know, is writing like, Fabian, you have blue hair, you have blue hair. And I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, so I get that you have your opinion of me, but I'm looking, I don't have blue hair. Do I have blue hair? What, what, which part of what she's saying is true. And I will look for the parts that are true and be like, yeah, I could have done that better. And I will own that part and I will assimilate and I will do things better, but all the parts that are the blue hair parts? I reject that. I don't have to tell her or him that I reject it. I can just right. put love, sending you love. And I can just be like, you know what? In the end, I don't need your freaking approval. I accept me with all my imperfections. I'm okay with me. And at the end of the day, even if I have this beautiful marriage, even if I have these great kids and these clients and this team and these friends and blah, 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 doesn't matter because at the end of the day, who lives in my body 24 seven a day until my last breath, me, myself, and I, and if I can accept myself, then that's the only approval I need done. And when this, this whole self-worth, self-value, self-acceptance, self-love is such a massive piece, especially for women because of the double inadequacy, feelings of inadequacy, that when we can get this piece, which is why Embrace Your Magnificence is a course in self, it's like a course in self-esteem, a course in self-worth and self-love. When we can get this piece, really, there's nothing we can't do. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you for that. That was great. I'm going to switch gears just a little bit for a quick second because I think it's relevant to the time right now with everybody kind of scrambling, working from home, not really, you know, trying to get meetings, trying to do everything by Zoom and just really talking about what kind of productivity, organization productivity and, and how to really regain that focus. You actually have a free ebook out right now that is make twice as much working half the time, right? Yeah. And, and so talk to us a little bit about that. And I, I definitely, um, we're going to leave the link for you guys in the description below, but go ahead. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay. Uh, the, the concept of uh, making twice as much working half the time is, uh, is a combination of 12 steps that helped me get to the, my first uh, 10K a month consistently. 
six figures, then seven figures, then multiple seven. And it's a combination of mindset-y things, system things, self-worth things, assessments, a business model, getting support, and things like that. I mean, there's so many different directions we could go into. The first one I, I will mention now, and, and I, I really hope everybody reads uh, this because it is a profound, it, it can have a profound shift on you as you read it. One of them is know thyself and understand that it's part of the self-worth thing again. You will not be good at everything. And I don't know about you, Kirsten, but I went to undergrad in like, what is that called? Liberal, liberal arts. And I <laughs> tried to make, you know, I was like, what, excuse me, why do I need to take chemistry and biology? Like, do I look like somebody who's ever going to use that? I questioned everything. Like, why are you trying to make me be good at something that I can't even wrap my brain around? And this is a culture where we try to make everybody, if you're not good at something, you need to get good at it to have good grades, right? And because schools are trying to make factory workers, not entrepreneurs, okay? So we we agree to that. But when we get out of, and we go into the world of uh, self-employment, we try to get good at everything. And I'll give you an example. When I was <laughs> first self-employed, um, I tried to do my own bookkeeping. And, uh, and I'm telling you, it was excruciating. I like yeah. to make money. I like to make the beans, not count them. And I remember trying to do my own taxes one year and it was so bad. <laughs> I did it. I did it like seriously. It was a Saturday afternoon and it was so excruciating that I opened the bottle of wine and I thought maybe that will make it better. <laughs> and it was the worst use of my time because yeah. in those five hours on a beautiful Saturday afternoon in Manhattan, I could have been making money. Yep. But I was trying to get good at something I'm not good at. If you know thyself and you look at what is your unique brilliance, I know that what my five, uh, this is what I teach, right? That's the four or five activities that if I spend 80% of my time there, I will make so much money. But if I try to get good at the things I'm incompetent at, I will not only not make money, but I will uh, bring my business backwards. So one of the steps to make twice as much working half the time is just to get to know yourself and just be like, where do I crush it? What are my strengths? Where, how am I wired? And with, by taking a few different assessments, when you figure that out, you then stop trying to get, make your weaknesses strengths. Strengthen your, your strengths and delegate your weaknesses. Yes. And when you can do that, your productivity, your revenues increase massively. And that's just like one little thing. And also, instead of working one-to-one because you have a belief that you have to hold somebody's hand for them to get results, you start setting up your business model to work one-to-many, which is another chapter in that make twice as much working half the time ebook. If you change your business model to, to work on your intellectual property rather than your time, you will be able to leverage and scale and work with hundreds, dozens, or hundreds or thousands of clients or customers instead of one-to-one, right? Lots of little things like that, that some people may have heard of. And they'll, they may say, oh, but I, I, I know that. Mm, you don't know that right. unless you're living it daily. Yep. 
Otherwise you've just heard of it and not applied it. And that doesn't count. <laughs> so those are some of the things, but there's, there's, it's, this is a book I will eventually turn into a book book, but I thought I've got the content now. Give it away for free. Our motto is like, give, 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 right? Love it. Love it. I actually highly recommend it. I've read it myself. Um, it's amazing. And I love that because you do have that focus because there's multiple episodes here of myself and others talking about the outsourcing, the delegating. And it's funny because, and I know you can tell me this too, because every time, I don't care, male or female, when we start, there's this, oh, but I have to do it. Or some people think that they have to know it before they can delegate it. That's a very small-minded thing. That's yeah. something that some mini guru from Facebook or Instagram taught you because that's what they did. And that's fine. It worked for them. That doesn't mean that's the fastest, best way to do things. Look, I can send out LinkedIn messaging all day for my marketing. I can't even copy and paste right sometimes because it's so mundane for me. I, can, I can't be consistent. So what's the point? I can go spend $8 an hour to have somebody else do it. Now it sounds stupid for some people like, oh, but it's only an hour. You can't even do that. No, why would I? In that hour, I'm going to make $3,500. Exactly. Just get on the phone with me. I'm going to make $3,500, right? Like, like, no, right? Time value of money, please. I love it. Yes. Know yourself. Know what your, your skills are. Know what you love to do that you're really good at and just go get expert at them and do them, right? Yeah. Yeah. So before we leave, uh, what is one thing you'd like to leave our audience with who are listening? I think it's this idea that um, you have a song, each and every one of us have a song that only we can sing. Mm. I like that. There's never been anybody like you in 13.7 billion years. There's nobody like you right now. And there will never be anybody like you ever again. And each one of us has a divinely given, whether you see it as divinely given, life's purpose calling that song on our heart. And I believe that that song should be heard far and wide. And that it's our moral obligation, divine duty, whatever you want to call it, to play a bigger game because otherwise that song will never be heard. And I don't know, I think that's sad. So, you know, working with somebody like you, an, an expert like you, investing in resources, uh, uh, checking out some of the resources that, that I talked about today, like that, the, the book or the ebook, like just get the tools that you need. You weren't born with marketing and mindset, silver spoon in your mouth. Like just get what you need to play a bigger game because it's beyond you. There are legions of people waiting. I believe spiritually contracted. I'm not a religious person, but I'm, I am spiritual. There are legions of people contracted to work with you. And it's your, it's your obligation, I believe, to step out there into the biggest version of yourself so they can find you. Yeah. And, and when you look at it from that perspective, you're like, okay, I'll go, I'll go do that video. I'll go do that podcast. I'll write that damn book, right? Because it's not about us. It's about who we're here to serve. Absolutely. I love it, guys. And if you feel called to have Fabian serve you, I want to let you know, first and foremost, the uh, ebook link is boldheartbusinessactivators.com. Again, that's boldheartbusinessactivators.com. Com. The name of her book that we referenced was Embrace Your Magnificence. You can Google it 
Okay. That's not the whole title, but, but you know, if you just Google her name and, and that you'll find it. And you can also find her on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash I am bold heart. And we will leave the rest of her links to Instagram, um, LinkedIn, Facebook, all of that stuff down in the description. All right. Fabian, thank you so much. This was so much fun talking to you. You're a fantastic interviewer. Seriously. Thanks. So that is it for this week. Thank you for joining me. And I hope that you enjoyed today's show. If so, don't forget to rate it. If you guys have a pressing question, feel free to tweet me at CS Thrive uh, or on Instagram at Thrive Tribe 3.14159. Again, I know that's a weird one. It's just pie. So it's three, it's thrive underscore tribe underscore 3.14159. Or of course you can join me in Facebook at my free group, which is Thrive Tribe Global. If you just search groups and you enter in Thrive Tribe Global, you should see us there um, and you can join it for free. Uh, I answer your questions in there, but if you guys send me a question through there, I will be sure to answer it here on this podcast. And as always, if you're ever interested in advertising on the show, please contact the Believe Network at Believe, B-L-E-A-V at Believe.com. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.